Hi, everyone. If you want to get lit with us, mm. uh, the next book that we're going to be reading is Dune um, by, what's his name again? Frank Herbert. Frank Herbert. Frank Herbert. Frank Herbert. So if you want to grab that book uh, from your local library, if you want to grab it from a local bookstore, Audible, however you want to put it in your eyes or ears, that's what we're going to be reading next. Yeah, and um, if you have the wherewithal to go watch the movie that's coming out soon as well, that's the reason we're going to be reading this book next, and we're going to be discussing it in our Little Lit episode the following week. So um, you can prepare for that as much or as little as you wish. Um, as always, like, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, honestly, anything helps. Include, <laughs> and you can also follow it at uh, our, 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 uh, Twitter, our us on Twitter at uh, pod underscore lit, where I fail to post things regularly, uh, but I'll try to do better, I swear. It's great. We're doing good. Yeah. Fuck, I already messed it up. Wow, like, you actually sound like you have a podcast voice. I don't know if I should fight you or thank you. I'm really happy. I'm also I'm drunk. go look at a couch tomorrow that i'm in love that i'm in love yeah what's so great about the couch you mentioned it earlier too it's orange it's fucking orange how of course it's great what do you mean it's like a burnt orange with like nice thick wood blocks for legs this is this is is a podcast where we talk about couches (laughs) the podcast where we talk about our infatuation for couches no it's not this is a podcast where we read books sober and we talk about them drunk and I'm Danny Burford. And I'm Andrew Klima. Um, And this week, I think it's still always so weird that you say Andrew. Yeah, I don't know why I, I insist on doing that, like, I insist on saying my actual full name when I always go by Andy, but I don't, I yeah, don't know. See, like, my, I'm, I'm anonymous. Like, no one's going to be able to find me because I don't use my full name. Yeah, no one has any idea where that derives from. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, and this week, uh, we're reading There, There by Tommy Orange. Um, this was... This was a read. <laughs> uh, yeah, this uh, this was uh, a very very heavy book. Uh, this how did you did 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 you come across this first or did I we did. find this find this go randomly? Okay, I did. I um, had actually been recommended this book by Who yeah. Is Escaping Me, but was recommended this book and then um, had done some like research about like what books we wanted to read next and stuff like that a couple of yeah. months ago. And this popped up as something to read, and I was like, "Fucking perfect!" Yeah, um, why not? And yeah, I, I, it was it was like very tangentially on my radar. I think it's something that was uh, that I knew uh, existed out in the world, but had not made efforts to go uh, grab yet. And with the, the the day this podcast comes out will be the day after um, Columbus Day slash Indigenous Peoples Day, and mm-hmm. uh, this uh, Tommy Orange is a uh, Native author. And it seemed like a very good way place to slot this in. Uh, so something we were already planning on getting to as well. Definitely. Do you want to give a quick, uh, a real, real quick rundown of what the book is? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so like, so this is, so we're almost definitely going to um, be trying to fit a lot of information into this uh, episode because there's just a lot so here. And, and, the, and the reason is not because it's a super long book. It's like 300 pages, but because it follows like, 
20 or so different characters and you could probably even add more to that list when you talk about the tangential mentions of characters tangential mentions yeah tangential. that's That's a good one also twice i've used tangential i gotta i gotta watch that but you um, say tangential 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 what do you think i was gonna say i don't know (laughs) i i don't think i've ever actually said that word outside out loud outside there you go uh, but yeah, the, basically the point is there's a lot of different characters, a lot of different plots, a lot of different timelines that are working in, in this. And even if the character does not have a chapter dedicated to, uh, their, uh, themselves, there is, there, they, they come across in connections between all the other characters. So there's a lot here. Um, it's about a variety of different, um, Native Americans, natives, uh, Indian Americans, however uh, they prefer to be called, um, who are all eventually getting together in Oakland for a uh, like a big powwow that they're trying to start off as like you know the, uh, the first uh, of a hopeful. It's in, what series. stadium is it in? It's in uh, the, the Coliseum. Uh, where, yeah, where, the, where A's. the Oakland, oh, yeah, Oakland Athletics play. Uh, still played and still play. Yeah. Um, I think actually, I think. I don't um, know. But. Um, so and this and this is and this also centers uh, this story centers largely on uh, urban Indians that using his term uh, mm-hmm. or uh, be, that are um, you living know, in cities. Yeah, specifically living in cities, or at the very least, have city connections. Um, so this is not a on the res story. This is not. Um, like deep in deserts or something like no. that. But that um, does come up a lot. I will yes. say, like the idea of being a urban like Indian urban Native American yeah. and that identity versus like a res Native American Indian. Yeah. Is... And, and and this, and this whole, or I mean, this is one of many themes of this book, but it's, it's, it's the idea of uh, like grappling with tradition versus modernity and how you mm-hmm. make sure that you hold on to what is important from your past as well as, not simply staying there and therefore leaving yourselves further behind. And I don't necessarily think there's a value judgment to be made on either one of those. I'm not necessarily sure the author makes one as well, although we can discuss that. But um, that is a theme that plays into this book over and over again. Did you like it? I did. Um, I I, I, I knew it. it, (laughs) It's really, really, really well written. Um, I have some issues with some of the pacing and maybe some of the uh, um, um, the number of different threads that he runs, but um, yes, overall, I absolutely enjoyed this. Or enjoyed is, is is a bit of a word because it is a very very dark book. Um, because it's the kind of book that gets deals almost exclusively in um, painful or sad stories. Yes. Um, I'm not saying there's no light there, but it's the kind of book that, like, if this was, like, a white author writing about Native people, I would, you know, say, this sounds like you're manipulating tragedy for something, but this is obviously mm-hmm. a Native author choosing what he, how he wants to uh, to portray a, uh, like his people, or at least, yeah. you know, sections of his people, and so it's um, a bit rough to get through um, in that regard, but not rough as in badly written, rough as in, like, oh, it's highly it's emotional. It's heavy. Yeah. I fucking love this book yeah i i also thought that would happen <laughs> i fucking love this book and i actually had no issue with the pacing i will say that honestly the beginning part of it i read the first like 50 pages and i was nervous because i was like okay like 
what is happening? Like, what, like, what are we, like, I, it felt a little, um, dense to me in a way that I didn't know why it was so dense yet. Sure. Um, but as soon as, as soon as it started to pick up, I was flying through it. I mean, I read like 250 pages in a couple of hours. Like I finished it. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah. yeah, I I I had a couple. I, I read it over. I read it over three days, um, which is not super abnormal for me. But like the first day was only like twenty pages, and then mm. you know today I think I ended up reading like basically like twenty, like 150, 130 or something like that. And 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 if it wasn't for my own time constraints, I probably could have gone through even quicker. To be honest, um, yeah. it, it 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 like I have struggled. We'll talk a little bit more about the structure I think later on. But like my, like just to touch on it very briefly, I I feel like. If I was to break it down into quarters, I think the third quarter drags a little bit because the first quarter is kind of like laying out some some people. I think the second quarter is where you start to really make connections between mm-hmm. those people. And I think the third one kind of like teases out. And like, I feel like the third uh, through a lot of the third quarter, I was kind of waiting to get to what I knew would be the finale where a lot of these connections come all the way together mm-hmm. and the big event, the, the powwow happens. Um, that's not like man, those were tough to read, just like I thought that it was a little bit slow through there. but we'll, I yeah. didn't mind that once I got to the last quarter because of how fast the last quarter was. The last quarter, last quarter fucking flew. I was through 70-odd pages in no time whatsoever. It was. I've read 70 pages in 30 minutes, maybe. I was just like... As, as, like as, as some, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you measure it. Like, I usually read like roughly a page a minute. It definitely depends on obviously style of book and everything like that. There's some, there's some that I can, I can, I can move quicker, and there's some that I really need to take my time with, or should take my time with to slow down. Um, but I'm used to about that kind of a pace. If I set aside a half an hour, I'll get 30 pages done, like that kind of thing. And I, I, I was, like, I, yeah, I think probably 70 and 40 or something like that. I typically read about, I would say, seven pages a minute. <laughs> I forgot I was dealing with the brain genius over here. That's right. <laughs> brain genius. Her name is Danny. But no, but no one let her, let her full name be known. Otherwise, I <laughs> do not know my down. full name. Uh, well, like while we start getting into this book, yeah. um, I kind of wanted to go through. We normally do like a character section, and yes. because like this book was laid out, the chapters were laid out by character. I think yeah. it's. We normally do like a favorite character section, but I feel like this one is like especially important because you got to know a lot of your character think better than you would in other situations. Because of all the POVs, you mean? Yeah, just because of all the POVs. Um, yeah. Uh, so I wanted to ask who your favorite character was. Um, so there, there's a lot of characters that I found like at the very least interesting. There's a lot of characters that I found, um, you know, compelling for emotional reasons um i think my favorite character was probably if i'm saying it wrong uh dene or uh oh or okay um he so he's a um a filmmaker a documentarian who's trying to get all of these various native people to tell stories um but like he's trying to kind of take himself out of it and not direct the way the direction in the story it's like not not choose a topic not choose much more than like what do you like what does it feel about to you to live where you where you do um like who, who you are as people like that kind of or like, tell tell me a story about like something that being 
that something happened in your life related to you being mm-hmm. native or something along those lines. Um, so there's not a whole lot of direction to it. Um, and he's accused at some point of, of like you know not really having knowing what he's doing. Yeah. But I, but I like the I like the idea that he has here of of just like kind of opening it up and letting people say what they want to say, and then um, you, like through editing or through um, like framing afterwards, being able to tell more of a, a cohesive story. Um, I find I just found him really interesting. First of all, he 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 like lit some fucking bald hipster up in the um in I his know. mind. In the I, I, I love that. I was I I read that go like fuck, dude. You didn't have to like get me like that. Jesus. And then Christ. and then when I loved the idea, he was like, yeah, he's just using this line at like dinner parties to like have yep, people like yep, him. Yep, yeah. And he doesn't even know the full poem and yep. like all of this. Shit, yeah, I, that, I really, that part didn't his close hope to home, I hope, but yeah, that like the, the the all the rest of that I was reading, it was you know, Jesus Christ. I yeah, I really liked him, and I was actually between him and Jackie, for my uh, favorite characters. It, it, interesting, because that was probably uh, really we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get to that a little bit later, because um I have an, a, another favorite e thing about what involves her, but go ahead. Yeah, I loved I. I I think I might, so I had a hard time picking this because I was trying to figure out if I loved the character or if I loved the situations that the character found themselves in. Yes, absolutely agree. And so, but for me, I liked the character arc that Jackie went through. Mm -hmm. And I think that especially like when she was at the hotel. Yeah. And the moment where she puts all of the bottles in the (laughs) towel. Yeah. And then goes to the pool and she like submerges herself and she holds her breath underwater. And that whole sequence of where she's talking mm-hmm. about how like the burning, like that it feels so good to hold your breath. But just like it like it feels like because it feels so good to actually like take in a breath mm-hmm. when you're done. Fucking loved that. And just like all of her tattoos and everything like that and like that symbolism, the spider webs that she had on her feet where where she comes from as a story because like you're yes. first introduced to her as a as a secondary character in Opal's story uh which she is was like, also the first connection right she was the first yeah, person that you so. yeah that you read and you're like oh shit so like all of these because you don't you don't really know yeah. that all these people are going to connect yeah so it, it, should, it should say like like yeah as you're reading it along like unless you do your research ahead of time or like have someone kind of like tell you what it's going to be about um these kind of read like they almost might be like vignettes about each mm-hmm. character and you don't necessarily i was it's dumb as hell but i was getting like a um uh like 22 short stories about springfield like simpson episode uh, vibe yeah, yeah. In, in that like all of them were like glimpses in these people's lives but um and obviously this is much more literary and much more yeah, in depth yeah. but like that 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 idea and then I don't know if it is her, but I think I, but I think you may be right that like that's the first one's like oh this is someone else that we already yeah. know from another story and anytime like any name was ever mentioned I started trying to figure out is that someone that was somewhere or, else too you know what was and then we'll go right back to the characters but it's one like, thing to me that I really fucking loved that um, showed how intertwined the the um, stories were was the drone scene yeah was when you yeah. get the guy who's working at the stadium. Bill, and then I believe, yeah. Bill, yes, and then you don't find out until maybe like six chapters later that who, he like who the drones what like who yeah. was the, who the drone belonged to who was piloting the drone maybe? Yeah. yeah, and then that moment for me was like. Oh my mm. god! Like so, every because I, I thought at first that people were just going to be connected by Oakland. Like I didn't yeah. necessarily think that people or the were pow- be... or they all end up at the powwow or something. Like yeah, that. like that's what I thought was going to happen. But holy shit! 
Anyway, yeah, I like Jackie. She was one of my favorite characters. I think that she, I, I liked how interactive she was with other characters too. Like it seemed like there mm-hmm. was a lot of connections between her and other people. Sure. Um, and I just, I lo- also loved the fact that she was a substance abuse counselor who was an alcoholic yeah. and like no one like gave her any training on how to be a substance abuse counselor. Like she just like basically was working at this job, like working at the front desk of a substance abuse place. And then they were like, hey, like you can take this course if you want to be one. But yeah. she didn't have to go through any screening to see if she was abusing substances. Yeah, and I was yeah, just kinda, that's, yeah. It just like showed again, like yet another cycle. It, there, like this entire book is just about circles, like just about yeah. like cycles and like just it almost like reminds me of like a target where you just have like a circle and then it gets a little, another circle. And it's like, but everything is all just, oh, my English brain went <laughs> fucking nuts for this book. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so this, this definitely works as a very English majory type of uh, um, f- fodder for that, I should say. Like uh, you, there's, so, there's so much to pick apart from the various motifs that I, I, I'm sure we'll discuss as well as well as like the organization of the characters and the inter- intertwining of the characters and like and, and the and the purposeful pacing between those like not even reveals exactly it, it does feel like a reveal the first time it happens but like after that it's not it doesn't feel like you're you're getting this like gotcha moment it just feels like you're 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 un- you're unpeeling a different part of a life that you weren't aware of did you have any characters that you hated and not because of like writing or anything like that but just like you genuinely like like the writing made you hate that character. Ooh, that's a good question, and I'm gonna have to kind of flip through a little bit to figure to figure it out. Do you have one off the top of your head? Like, I think, I think Tommy Orange did a really great job with having people like love and hate Octavio. Yeah, yeah. Because like you, then you get a glimpse into why Octavio is the way that he is. Yes. That's a good but call. before that, you just are like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Or Charlos yeah. too. I think I think that I think that's the one. I wasn't sure if that was cheating because they don't have a POV section that really might, might humanize them a little bit more. You do get yeah. an idea of what happened in their life. Uh, like, well, it's Charles who's the brother of shit. Is it um, uh, Calvin? Yeah. Uh, Calvin. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, but his friend Carlos, and so he's all, so Octavio always refers to them as Charlos. Um. Yeah, they don't they don't get their own section, so I so like, I, I wasn't sure if that would be too much of a of a cop out for that. No, um, I don't think so. I mean, I do hate them as well, but I I think that <laughs> I think that Octavia like it does such a good job of being like the scene where they're all, this book is just also written so realistically and yeah. written just like I can picture I could vividly picture without there even being that much description in it. Yeah. I can, and because there was so much description in like body language and there was description in like interactions, but there wasn't real description about settings that they were in that much. Sure. Sure. And for some reason to me, that moved the story along a lot faster than other books like Lord of the Rings that has like three chapters (laughs) about what a, what a tree looks like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... And I thought that was, I'll I'll take the hit. George R. R. Martin, we do love you, but. Oh, I knew it. I'm glad you took the hit because I was trying not to. Uh, also, the how the characters are written by, I mean, how the chapters are written by characters, obviously, is very 
reminiscent. Yeah, but I mean that, that, that he didn't he didn't obviously invent that part of oh, it. Oh no! Uh, it just, yeah, just his. Um, I was just waiting for you to say that, and I was. Yeah, trying you were, not you, were to. you were baiting me, so so that I would be the one to have to drink. So I, I totally understand. Normally. <laughs> normally, so yeah, I thought that Octavio. So your your least favorite was. I mean, it's, Charles. Pro- it's probably Charlos. Like I have, I have issues with very char- various characters. Like Harvey is. Um, he, he he like he's portrayed in such a way that like. You you understand the piece of shit youth he is or he was, but like you know you you also understand like you know how much he's changed and how much, how he's been sober for almost forty years and and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot as well. Um, but there's also part of you is like, well, man, was that enough? Like, was you know, it, it, yeah. Have, have you done this kind of uh, enough penance for it? Like, I understand you didn't know about your child, but like you were you know, like you weren't, you weren't there for that at all. You caught mm. you you essentially like you know like like rape someone to to make that happen in the first place like what you know what was the only thing that took me out of this book like this was the only moment for me that actually i was like "Mm, bummer like i Uh was the moment that blue met jackie oh really for some reason to me that just seemed too cliche that was the moment for me where Mm. it was like ed edwin edwin was going to meet Harvey. Harvey is who is his, who's who his, his father. Who yeah. is his father? And then Blue was just with Edwin and was like, "Why don't you come with me?" And then it just happened to also be Jack. Like that was the one thing to me where I was like, that could have happened in so many other situations that yeah. I was slightly bummed that like that to me seemed like a bit of a a cop out. Like for first, I don't know for some reason that stuck with me. I, th- I think I, I I definitely understand that because I also don't like when uh, large plot points hinge around um, complete happenstance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would just say that this one had the benefit at least of being a gathering at which a lot of these people were likely to be at in the first yes. place. And so, yeah, it could have happened differently, but I did like the symmetry uh, idea of... Um, Edwin going over to meet his father, and all of a sudden, and Blue's right there, like, oh my fucking god, that's my mother, though. Um, yeah. Because like, she thought she was just like kind of like you know, like hand holding, emotionally hand holding, and, and and getting him and getting him to where he needed to be, and instead she's thrust into, into a situation that she was not ready for at all. Yeah. Um, I also liked Opal. Opal was, was was another possible choice for me. Absolutely. I think like so like there are, I mean uh, most most of these characters are fantastic. Um I really liked Opal and I loved Orville. Yeah, yeah. Like the, there are so many but they the like he did such Tommy Orange did such a good job of making characters that were I don't want to say like broken but making care like creating characters that um I don't know that like had hard edges to them, mm-hmm. and that you would be like, "Why are you doing this? Like, why? Yeah. The, like, what is ha- like? What? Why are you doing this? Like, what's happening here?" And then showing you like that this, like this, this is, is what's why. happening. Yeah, this, this is this is these are the very the variety of ways in which my life has been fucked up. Be it familial yeah. relations, be it you know outright racism, be it poverty, be it alcoholism, like um you know, or or just like getting in trouble and stuff like that. Um, there's, there's a lot of these characters that have like a, either past trauma or current trauma that they, that they still aren't pro- properly you know, work, working their way through. Um, and they, 
that I don't like, like, but but it all makes sense too. It's it, mm-hmm. it, it, he's not just giving a bunch of like archetypes and then mm-hmm. saying uh, because like well, we've talked about this like, plenty of times on this podcast before. There are times when authors will just throw out an archetype and expect you to more or less know who that person is yeah. by just saying, "Oh, they are this person." They might give them like a little bit of a personality like tweak, like a little bit of, like, eccentricity that makes them unique, but like you more or less know who you're getting. Um, a lot of these characters are not characters that you would easily put into like a narrative box yeah also did you know that native americans lived in alcatraz um i was a i was aware that it was a thing i had no i i really did not know much of the overall history of it though i I had it was not it was not something that i was familiar with uh, i like looked it up because one i was trying to figure out exactly when this whole thing was happening yeah and the timeline. I will say the timeline gets a little bit wonky some at some points because like you're trying to piece together not just like the characters and how they know each other, but like when those characters exist yeah. and how old they are at the like, present day. I, but, I did yeah. have I did have a hard time figuring out how old I thought that Jackie was way younger than she was, and then oh, when I found yeah, yeah. out that um, Orville, t- t- Luther and Lonnie, Luther and Lonnie, yeah. Were all her grandchildren? Yeah, that was yeah. I had a heart. I was like, oh, like okay. Oh, but, I thought she was like thirty-five or some shit. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But the occupation of Alcatraz happened from November twentieth. That's my birthday, nineteen sixty-nine <laughs> to June eleventh, nineteen seventy-one. Damn, close. It's like not that long. No. Uh, well, I mean, that's it, it's a it's a while when you consider the lives that they that they were described as le- leaving yeah. leading out there. That part's for sure. Um, I, I I wonder how much of that was like. Like uh, f- full families versus like particular uh, like you know, takeovers, but there's only um, 89 Native Americans and their supporters. Oh, and their supporters. Interesting. That could be that could that, that could range from anything from anything though. But, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that and that's when Opal like first comes into the story, and she kind of like starts, and that's when you I I appreciate that because that also got us like understanding that the timeline was going to be a little bit wonkier. Um, because she mm-hmm. jumps like pretty soon after that, or the first time Jackie comes in, I guess you get an idea that oh, okay, we're we're we are dealing. We're gonna we're gonna spend the story in modern day, for the most part. But we're gonna give backstories along the way. I that was what it was. It was more, it was less like, it was less. I couldn't keep the timelines figured out because he did a pretty good job of like letting you know more or less enough context clues to figure out uh, what it was. It mm-hmm. was like it was more like. Are we setting this in different times, or are we using flashbacks? Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Um, I considered. I considered every character's chapter like its own its own separate timeline until we got closer to the powwow. That's very fair. Like it's probably the way to take it. That's pretty much what I was doing throughout the entire thing, and then, like. I did get confused. Like I honestly didn't, and I think because I did it that way, I didn't really understand how old some of these characters were. And sure. a lot of them are super young. You know, a lot of them are in their teens, or like mm-hmm. early twenties, mid twenties. Most of them are pretty young, I believe. Well, there, well, there was. I, I think like, I think for me, some of the times it got um, a little bit more confusing was when the differences in age weren't as obvious as say like a, a very young opal or a very young jackie and then mm-hmm. like they're like them, them being well either surrogate grandparents or grandparents um more like octavio's ch- uh, chapter dealing with like manny and his father right. and then when you flash forward to shit is it dennis the kid with the drone is that uh, right? 
Tony? No. Oh, wait. Tony, the one with, t- the, with the drone. With the, yeah, the drone. Not, sorry, not, not, not the drone. Not the drone. Um, uh, that fetal alcohol syndrome. Oh, Dan, Daniel. Daniel's yeah, Daniel. Um, so when, when we were getting in the Daniel section, I was like, wait, Manny's gone? What, what, like, what, how, did, like, how did that part of it? And so that's, like, that, that was a, a little bit of disconnect. Like, it wasn't that bad, obviously. I, yeah. I, I, read, I read on. I figured, I figured it out. It didn't, like, completely stunt my enjoyment or even my, like, going, my moving through it too much. It's just, like, it, you do have to work a little bit to place these things uh, to make sure that you actually have the timeline straight. That's all. While we're talking about, like, chapters and shit like that, um, yeah. did you have a favorite chapter or, like, a favorite section Oh, um, I have, um, I have a couple of favorite, like, sections, but I don't know if they apply in the way that we're talking about. Um, I really liked the the Jackie chapter that you mentioned already. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's, that's, that's just very good all, all together. Um, I really like the first Orville chapter. Um, I really like him as a kid i like the um i like the kind of like figuring out about himself that he's Mm. trying to do and i like the way he interacts with his brothers as well in a very like uh like mutual but still like you know like the the kid the kid brother like kind of confrontational but also like having each other's back type thing the kind of the kind of thing where like you know you say that like man you're being a fuck and if someone else like yeah you're being a fuck you'd be like what the fuck did you say to my brother like (laughs) like like, like that kind of thing i also loved that chapter because um he has the whole scene of where he's talking about something that like understanding your heritage and figuring out what makes you more indian is like actually more or less a real indian so i had this conversation with tim who's native american yeah and um I was telling him about this book and everything like that, and he actually gave a couple of um, recs for some documentaries that I have written down mm-hmm. downstairs. But um, he had said, he was like, yeah, that's a really big thing that a lot of us wrestle with, especially like kids who don't grow up on reservations. He was like, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with my Native American heritage, you know, kind of strewn out and like strewn out in front of me. Like it wasn't like... Yeah. It wasn't like something there to like grasp onto. He's like, so yeah, there are definitely, especially in like your 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. this moment of like, how do I get more involved in my heritage when yes. there's it, there doesn't seem to be a lot of noise around it. Yeah, I've I've heard stories from from black kids who uh, if they grew up in the suburbs, for example, not really um, like because what other people think their culture is is like super or like violent hip-hop or something like that and then like like and like there's an earl sweatshirt like a line like uh too white for the black kids and or too, too black for the white kids and too white for the blacks like just mm-hmm. being caught in between the two in those like two worlds and like it's like, like there are the different characters have varying forms of this because some are, are are like half white and some yeah. of them just have circumstances in which they're removed they're very far removed from their native heritage so they don't really like have have a way and like the 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 part of this overall chapter it's like you know he said like he's waiting for something true to appear before him about him it's important that he dress like an indian dance like an indian even if it is an act even if he feels like a fraud the whole time because the only way to be indian in this world is to look and act like an indian Mm -hmm. to be or not to be an indian depends on it and that's uh, that, that that's that was a great like I obviously do not have uh, do not understand these same concerns as, as completely as someone else would, but mm-hmm. like I, I find that to be a very compelling description of what it is like. 
one of my actually this is actually one of my favorite quotes which i know we're, we're going to go over sure. later if we can if we get to it but one of them is actually like in orville's first chapter and mm-hmm. it's when um he's talking to opal yeah we find we don't know like we find out that whatever so he's talking to opal and opal says to him too many of us died to get just a little bit of us here right now right in this kitchen you yeah. meet every part of our people that made it is precious you're Indian because you're Indian because you're Indian, she said, ending the conversation by turning back around to stir. Yeah. And it just was like one of those lines to me that I got chills like all the way up my spine. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to prove that you're something that you already are. Like you don't have to prove that you're more of yourself because you are like you're yourself. You don't have to prove it. Yeah. And it was just like one of those moments like fucking loved. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I know what you're saying, and I think I think it's like it, it's it's again trying to get that grounding of identity, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, for and for these kids, like one of the parts I like the most about this chapter is when they're talking about how um, uh, Orville's really getting into uh, he like he listens to powwow music, he's getting into like dance as a like a, you know, as a like, you know Native American uh, custom, and he's like watching YouTube videos and trying to figure it out, and then. Um, his brother Luther, which is the next one down in age, um, li- li- listens. <laughs> Actually, I forgot all about this when I was mentioning Earl Sweatshirt, but he listens exclusively to three rappers: Chance the yes. Rapper, Eminem, and Earl Sweatshirt. <laughs> um, but um, so then Luther like writes and records his raps to instrumentals he finds on YouTube and makes Orville and, Lo- and, and Loney listen to them and d- agree with him about how good it was. And he says, as for Lo- uh, for Lonnie, I think actually, sorry, um, he, they they re- recently discovered what he's into and he's into classical music, which is fucking crazy. Uh, but like, but that, but this is all this idea of like you know coming of a certain age and trying to like attach yourself to certain things, um, mm-hmm. not some some intentionally, some just kind of discovering what you're into and the whole process process of discovery like that is like both really cool to watch anyone go through and then like you know to have you know an author going this far into these kids heads and getting into it about identity and and heritage is even more like uh impressive i did love how important music was throughout this entire book Mm -hmm. and how it was a i think it wasn't like a thick string that went throughout the entire thing yeah i agree but it was there were nods to it at the scene uh, the scene where, um, who was it that was in the car and they were f- really fucking high? It was Octavio, Daniel, and Charlos. Oh, oh, when they, oh, when he, when they, when they pass, um, um, no, it's not Daniel. It's uh, Calvin. Um, Calvin. Yeah. Well, I, I, trust me. I, I've gotten those two out of, out of all of them. Those two have gotten mixed up the most. Yes. Um, Calvin. Calvin's in the car and he's just taking a hit of something that is laced with with like I think he's thinking either PCP, angel dust, or yeah. whatever. Um, and, and and he's he, just, and yeah. they're bobbing. And I love this the portion of it where he goes. I thought it was hilarious because they would never say that they were dancing. Oh, it was yeah. it was Charles and Carlos, and they were going over to Octavio's place. That's yeah, that's that's. that's and they were right. si- and they were in the fucking truck, and they're listening to rap, and they're like bobbing their heads. And uh, Daniel, is it Daniel? Daniel. Calvin. Calvin, damn it, Calvin. Sometimes. <laughs> Calvin is just like talking about the fact that they're dancing, but they would never call it dancing. Exactly. And then he realized that he was bobbing his head. And that's when he was like, how high am I right yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> and he's wondering how, and he's trying to figure out how much to put on the, uh, on, on the drugs versus uh, yeah. the circumstance. Yeah. I, I really liked that. Um, my favorite chapter was the interlude. 
Uh, okay, you beat me to some points, but yeah, that that one was really fucking good. That was that, that was fantastic. Specifically, um, the blood portion. You're of it. beating me to so really bring up later. Absolutely, uh, uh, probably yeah. my second favorite thing in the whole thing in the whole in the whole book, and we'll and we'll get to the, the first one a little bit later. But yeah, that's, yeah. So that was blood was my absolute favorite portion. Uh, not my favorite portion. I do have a favorite moment, uh, but this like. The interlude to me was just a way to kind of, and it happened really in the, like, right in the middle of the book. Yeah. And it was a way to pull you out of it for a second and to kind of give you an overview of everything that you're about to get into. Yeah, in just because, such... real, real quick note for anyone who is either not familiar or, or has read this and forgotten, he has a prologue in the beginning and he has this interlude in the middle and then everything else is POV. But those are the yes. only two times he really, like, of course he gets into doing commentary through characters and through description and whatnot, but those are the time that the voice, like the author voice actually comes through all the way. Except it does end with a character. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that part too. <laughs> um, but I just loved the idea that, like, talking about blood and that blood is water. And it, there was, like, a one very visceral scene in this where he talks about getting this bullet, like, talks about bullets and everything. Like, so you know what's going to mm-hmm. happen at the end of the book. Yeah, of course. Um, but he's talking about, like, getting shot and that it was as if, like, it, your body opened up and poured out like it couldn't hold anymore. Like it was like yeah. like when your mouth gets too full and you have to like yeah. spit out water in your mouth. And it was just like that the way that he described that was so visceral to me. And then the entire story about the boat, and I'm sure like you're that's gonna get the, that that's the one, yeah. Yeah, but... like that idea we can just, I mean, we can just get into it now then. Um, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, I, I, I happily do it whenever, but like basically he has this, um, like the interlude is, is, is full of a lot of different ideas. And like you meant, you mentioned the, 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 that one as well. Um, even in this, like, and, and so in, within the interlude, there's a couple of different sections. They're titled like powwows, big Oakland powwow, blood, uh, last names, last names oh, being last interesting names one as so well. fucking good. Um, and apparent death, which I believe is what you were talking about right over oh, yes. there. Um, and, uh, well, as well as a little bit in the blood section, but, like, he talks about, <laughs> he, has, he has this one, like, bit that is interesting, where he says in the late 1990s, Saddam Hussein commissioned a Quran to be written in his own blood. Now Muslim leaders aren't sure what to do with it. To have written the Quran in blood was a sin, but to destroy it would also be a sin. And yeah. that was, a, that was like, a, you know, an interesting note, but also, like, you know, made into a larger point, of course. But the, the thing that you're talking about that I was, you know, fixating on was this idea of... Um, these people that are up on a yacht, um, and they're looking at all the they poor don't call people. It a yacht. Sorry, you can't call it a yacht, though. Oh, I'm so I'm so, so. Are we are, are we on, are we on um, Senator Mansion policy? Well, uh, no, 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 because that's the whole point of it. It is oh, a sorry, yacht, but I, you're I not th- allowed to call it a yacht. I'm sorry. I, th- I thought we were talking about the fact that like there were there were protesters that were going up to the senator from West Virginia <laughs> on his <laughs> on his yacht. Um, and like and, and and like you know, get correct, like going at him about his about his views and his holding up of policy, and then all these fucking bootlickers came in the comments on like Twitter or whatever. So it's like, uh, it's a houseboat. It's a lot cheaper than anything <laughs> else you can get in DC as a second home. Like like that's a fucking answer to anything we're talking about. Anyway, <laughs> the whole idea is that like you have a bunch of people on uh, on on this yacht who are engaged in this, having this great great party, and then it's a bunch of people that are just paddling alongside, just trying to stay afloat and survive. And then the idea that someone says like you know um, reminds them that like hey like but your dad like 
paid for this boat. Like you, you didn't like you didn't have this boat, and yeah. then he gets thrown overside and and sucked into the undertow and run over by the boat. Uh, that whole that whole section is just a brilliant anal- allegory, I, I guess, for the for that struggle. What an insane, like not insane, like what a just honestly correct way to put it. And that I and the layers of like no, we're just like we're, now we're not allowed to talk about what just happened, hmm. and that it just goes so far that then the father turns into like a group of fathers it turns for yeah Yeah. it turns and like it just keeps on going and keeps on growing and you keeps on getting less and less okay to talk about what people are still getting thrown off the side and then i love the part in that section where um where the narrator says I mean, can we assume the narrator is Tommy Orange in this portion of it in the interlude? I would, I would think it's safe to say that that's the actual like author voice, like yeah. the author's voice, not just author voice, but yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, would think so at least. Yeah, so like when Tommy, when Tommy Orange is talking about um, that the guy that gets or the person that gets thrown off the boat, that and the other people who like he said they didn't get there in time or maybe they didn't try at all. And it yeah. just, like, it keeps, and this is what I mean by, like, cycles. It just keeps on going. Like, it just keeps, like, well, keeps it, on. It also, like, like, like that that description is basically, like, God knows how many sci-fi movies. Like, uh, oh, Snowpiercer yeah. or, like, Elysium or something like that. Or, like, and Elysium's not that good, obviously. But, like, there, there's, a, there's a lot of movies that make this, um, or stories that, admit that they give this, like, you know, really distinct world where there are haves and there are have-nots, and maybe they're on this big structure, or maybe they're on a blah blah blah. And but this was like a, you know, a practical, real, like, real world example, like, a, 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 but meaning like things that exist in our world today, and not like these like weirdly contrived scenarios where people live in like you know space fortresses on the moon or whatever. And it's like, but like the same exact messaging, and but and hitting home probably even stronger for that for that immediacy. Yeah. Um, speaking of like structure and stuff like that, yeah. did you notice that the POV changes in like every single one of the chapters from like first person to third person, back to first person, back to third? I don't think I did actually. So it seems like almost every character has at least one first person and one mm-hmm. third person. Okay. Section in it. And I didn't start noticing that until the end where I was like, wait a minute, we were just talking about um, we were just talking about Jackie, and her name was popping up all like because it was like Jackie mm-hmm. went and did this, and then I was reading a chapter and it was like I did, and I was like, wait a minute, like that was different yeah, than okay. it was a couple of chapters ago, uh-huh. and I went back and I checked it and I wanted to see because at first I could just notice it with I didn't I didn't get to the the Jackie section at the time and I just started noticing it that was going on with men that only the men in it had okay. like the first person. And then I looked back and I was like, no, but like earlier on they had third person. It was very cool. It was very interesting. This is definitely a book that I would want to go back and reread and see what had happened. Like if, if what, collect your thoughts, Danny. (laughs) What I think might be the case is that it turned into first person when there was a lot of action going on or timeline when it was talking about present time. Instead of when it was about the past or about um, actions that, like, they didn't really have any control over or, like, not very, like, moving forward kind of chapters is where it was third person. 
I could see that. So that things that like affect them are are, are more are done in third person versus the uh, like like other present day or yeah. just like discussing the like the actual things that happen in their lives are more for first person. I no joke would write a twenty page paper about this book. I don't doubt that. I I I, <laughs> I, I bet honestly like, like not not just because like I think this kind this is the kind of book that you could write you know real ass papers on but like i think that you could probably pick a theme of it like you're talking about right here and write and and write something like that 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 in depth on it this was always my biggest fucking issue with writing papers is that i would get so excited about different facets that i would start writing i would come up with my thesis and then i would start writing and then i would be like wait a minute look at the povs they're different and i was like no your entire thesis is about this and I was yeah. like, no, but look how cool this is. And then I would yep. try and make that paragraph work or try and make those like three or four paragraphs work. And I would bring it into my professor and she'd be like, what are you writing about? You're and I was all like, over the place. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. And she was like, okay, very cool. You have to pick a trunk and yeah. then you can build your tree. And I was like, yep. or I can make a whole bunch of trees and have a little <laughs> forest and we can have a real good time. <laughs> well, that, that, that's why like, that's why theoretically and like, and like, I, I wish I was good at doing this, but this is why you should write first drafts kind of like, um, haphazardy. Uh, you should yeah. just kind of write them to get what's out in your head because then you realize as you're writing them, what you actually want to talk about the thing that you want to get to put your focus on. I never did that because no. I was a massive procrastinator who would always do everything at the last minute. But like my version of that was like, I would write, pretty detailed outlines and then so that way i was looking at something knowing whether or not something fit into it or not so therefore my writing was generally structured pretty well just because i had to, i had the frame of it built in but i would probably have been doing myself a much better service if i was writing more of it ahead of time to find the stuff that i would like actually wanted to get into it instead i am notorious for writing something and thinking i got it right on the first time which I believe <laughs> is called being full of yourself. <laughs> yeah, but also, but also it's something that I've done. I've done too for sure. So I'm I will good. say most of the time I did a pretty good job. Uh, oh yeah, I think that like I think if you if you think about if, if you realistically think about it a decent amount in your head, then you can you can put something together that is going to be cohesive enough to work. The question is more like. Could you have made it better by attacking it in, in a different way? And that's one thing. Like I honestly like so so much of the stuff that like if I was giving advice to to people like if you are going through college and you have new listeners for some reason like congratulations I guess. But um, also to like, us, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, for spreading our audience wide enough to to catch someone. I, I don't like I, the word spreading. Yeah, that's a very good point. Actually, it's a very uh, bad word. <laughs> Click <laughs> shut off the podcast right here. Uh, but like, honestly, I I I really do think there's something that you benefit from from like getting all of your ideas, like working through your ideas out in a very uh, like while writing, and then being able to like reorganize based on that. It's it, it. But like, you know, I get it. I was a I was a fucking kid who would make sure that when I wrote something, it was pretty much going to be like the last major version of it that I was going to write. So yeah. I'm not. Most I did that mostly because I was lazy. Well, uh, no, that, that same. I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely yeah. not saying it was for any other reason. Did I ever tell you about the time that I had to turn in my, like, it was my senior year, I had just finished my thesis, and I had to turn in one of my last papers for one of the four seminar, English seminars I was in, because God forbid you do that. Yeah. I had to turn it in, like, physically turn in a, a paper, and he was staying there until 11 p.m. I was saw, I wrote it. And then had to print it out, which, like, who the fuck had a printer? The library was closed. <laughs> yeah. I was sobbing because I had, it was supposed to be, like, 25 pages, and I think I had gotten to, like, 20. And I just honestly could not do any more. Yeah. 
And I, like, didn't finish the paper. Like, I did not actually finish the paper. I just threw my conclusion on there. Like, there was definitely, yeah. like, no supporting evidence for my last, like, yep. third <laughs> of my thesis. And I turned it, I put it under the door, like, cried on it the entire time. Like, to the point where ink was, like, dripping. Jesus. How'd that go? I emailed him. Like, I per- turned it in. He had his door closed. It was definitely still there. Definitely heard yeah. me crying. Turned it in. <laughs> went back. And I typed, I immediately opened up a bottle of wine. Ah, box of wine. Let's be real. Yeah, fair, um, fair. And I emailed him saying, like, I am so, I, I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I did not finish my paper. I'm not going to finish my paper, even if you gave me an extension. Like, this, like, I have my thesis presentation in two days. I have another 30-page paper due next week yeah. and a 15-page paper due tomorrow. And I was like, I'm so, like, I was like, I'm so sorry. And I s- signed my name incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, s- I sent it off. And I was like, I don't even care. I don't, I don't care. And then uh, it's it autocorrected to Dank instead of Danny. I thought you said you called yourself Daniel or something no, like no, no, that. No, no, no. Um, and it was fine. He gave me like a, I don't know. He gave me like a. I mean, it didn't affect my grade that much. So. Well, there you go. Anyway. Tommy uh, Orange. <laughs> Tommy there. Orange. Um, what was your? So this was like your like this was also one of your favorite sections. Yeah, I mean, it's just the interlude is just very, very good because it it lays. Uh, it's, it lays out a lot of ideas very clearly uh, and very aggressively, and I don't mean that yeah. as, a, as a negative. Like, it, like, like there are sections of the in the prologue and the um, interlude that are very um, scathing and rightfully so, and uh, like you know against white people and white culture and white history in, in, yes. in this country, and like um, you know you can you can do two things: you can read it as a white person be, and take offense. Um, or oh you my can read. I well, hope you're not listening to this podcast. If well, you do, okay, I, I know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. We'll, we'll happily lose you. Like the we lost the person over spreading. Um, so, <laughs> but like I, the, I, or or you can actually think about like the what the point the author is making for the point of view that he's making and 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 take that hit uh, to you know to your, to your own mor- morale and 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 but realize that for for the truth that that's coming place that's yeah. coming from like I. I really like the interlude for that reason. I mean, the, the yacht analogy, allegory, whatever you want to call it, is like is the highlight of it for me. But it, like so much of that is so is so well written and so like uh, like strongly put forward. Do you know what one of my um my my favorite quote? I have a favorite quote, and it comes like okay. a, a favorite passage. It's it's a it's an opal chapter. Okay. And this quote actually made me think about things differently, like just like in general, mm-hmm. not even about this book, but just about like things in general. <laughs> and <laughs> and it was I had a lot of these uh, moments, um, but it was when you find out that she works for the USPS, yeah. which I f- was like, fuck, fuck, yeah, let's go. Um, and then um, it's when she the dog is across the street yep. without a chain yep. on and yep. she and also, POV, normally Opal's uh, chapters are I. In mm-hmm. this one, it is not. It is Opal here. Fuck yeah, it is when she's looking back. I bet you anything that if you go back and read it, the I is in present. This is really interesting. I, 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 I sincerely mean that it's interesting that we're thinking about this now because like, I, I did not clock this at all. I am notoriously bad for figuring out things like this, but I, I, I didn't clock this in the least. And I, I'm... I'm 
I like that you are working through like the connections and how it probably like fits together too. Yes. Because now that I'm looking back on it. We'll do this. Opal well, okay. Section. Sorry. Do, no, it's fine. Do the opal section first here okay. and, then we'll, and we'll figure out um, if we can go any further. So with there's the moment where she goes, Opal hears a man's voice boom from down the street. Some name she can't understand. The dog flinches at the sound of its name coming out of the man's mouth. It cowers and turns around and then scurries off towards the voice. The poor dog was probably just trying to spread the weight of its own abuse. Mm-hmm. There was no mistaking that flinch. Yep. That, that sentence, the poor dog was probably just trying to spread the weight of its own abuse, mm-hmm. was one of those moments for me which, and by no means is abuse like allowed. Like It's not like I don't, I, I don't get it. But it was like one of those things for me where I was like, oh my God, like it, it's so, he- like it's heavy, like being, like it's just, what are, I don't know. It, it was com- like a it comes super, from so- it comes from somewhere. It comes from somewhere. And yeah. it was just like one of those moments that I think that most of the times in books um, or stories or anything that you hear, you, you get the, it came from like an abusive dad, it came from an abusive yep, mom, yep, 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 and then yep. you get that actual story of that abuse instead of it just being a, single voice and then spreading the weight of its own abuse was just like trying to release some sort of pressure off of its body by putting it on someone else because that distributed weight of abuse would then be on someone else would lighten the load a little bit for you for a moment for whatever reason yeah and it just like fucking clicked you know I would, I would, I would legitimately argue that this that this book does a better job of painting like gray morality than tons of other yes. books that try that try to make you know your complicated villains or your anti heroes or your shit like because that. Because it's not even showing villains and heroes; it's yeah. just showing humanity, people, and, and where they come from. Yeah. It's just showing like facts and showing lives, and it's not about who is. It's not about who's good and bad. I mean. For the characters, like white people are bad in general. <laughs> like not not even for the book, just like in general. Yeah, yeah. But like it just does such a good job of showing like why. The why. You took you you told you talked earlier about how like you how you're like, oh man, like I I, I probably fucking hate Octavio and you read his chapter and you're like well, okay, fine. Uh, like, <laughs> like I, get, I, I get it, I guess. God damn it. Like, how do you, why, why are you going to humanize this guy for, for, in front of me like this? Like, I, I think I, I really, like, I maybe wasn't thinking about this as heavily, like, before we started having this conversation. Uh, but, like, yeah, this book, like, I think one of its absolute strengths is making you actually engage with these characters and their histories and their traumas uh instead instead of just being able to write them off as oh you are the blah 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 or you are the mean person or you are the you know what whatever or like a very one line like oh i'm angry because uh, my 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 father was abusive or whatever the case may be not that that's nothing of course but also uh, also like that that this is a much more multifaceted um attack on that kind of idea and it happens with every character which is why it's yes. so impressive i want to go back and reread this and reread it purely for the point of view i mean also for the story the story yeah 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 but like so i just look back i'm just looking back now and i don't think it's like i think it might it, i don't think it's like 
pa- I don't think it's um, past versus present. I think it is. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. I, I would I, love to read some articles about it. Though. I would. I would wonder if it is. Um, um, like active or passive. Like if something yeah. is if something ha- is happening to one of the characters and it shifts in the third, and then if they're talking about their life and what they did, then it stays in first. Um, because, but the, I, I bet that's in, I bet that is intentionally done all the way through on a particular theme. Because opals, the fir- the opals uh, chapter, like on page fifty three. I mean, this uh-huh. is like the middle of the chapter. Uh, it is first person. Like I said, he said, I said. Yep. Um, and then when you go to her chapter on one, one fifty nine, it changes into every time she gets into her mail truck. Yeah. So that yeah, but Opal they're both in the past. Yesterday, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do wonder what that's about. Fucking, yeah. I love that. Um, um, I, 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 as much as much as I want to build the theory uh, while we were still talking about, it, let's get to the rest of what we have to get to because there's still some stuff I think we want we want to talk about. Um, like the ending. Well, let let me let me do the one other, other thing too because we mentioned the favorite moments. Um, and, mm. and, and and this is this is one that you had uh, set in, which I think is a very 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 good call. Um, like I had like I had some like shorter and like not pithier ones, obviously. Oh, one of them one of them is because uh, one of them is when he says there's something about seeing Johnny Depp fail so badly that gives me strength, which I thought was yes, fucking hilarious. Yes, I love that. We talk about playing Tonto in the in the, yes. in, in the Lone Ranger. Um, but then that was an Edwin chapter. That was Edwin's chapter. Yes. One, the first of Edwin's chapters. And the second is also from that one where he says, like, the internet is like a brain trying to figure out a brain, which I thought was a really, really great, like, one-off line. Um, but I wrote this in my notes, um, and I wrote it when it happened. Um, or when I, as I read this, I, I, I wrote, um, this speech is probably going to be the best thing from this book. Fuck, it's gorgeous. Um, and I, it is the, um, the Jackie chapter when there's the man who what gives a speech. Um, the very uh, one. Oh my three. god! The suicide speech. Yeah, when 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 he when the, so so yes. Jackie's at so Jackie's at a conference. And he's at a, she's at a conference about um oh. uh, like like but essentially social work among among natives. I mean, there's there's other aspects to it, obviously, but that's like that, that that's it's, it's about fun, but it's about fundraising. It's about like getting I also the money to didn't run these mean things. to get yeah. this excited about suicide. That wasn't what I was. Yeah, thinking. no, I understand what you go for. <laughs> <laughs> put that on the record for everyone to back up. Put that on the record. Um. But there's like it says like the first speaker, a man who looked like he might be more comfortable on a street corner than a conference podium. You didn't see uh, often see men like him standing on a stage. He wore Jordans and Adidas tracksuit. He had an unrecognizable faded tattoo above his left ear that went to the crown of his head, and you know, etc. Yeah, yeah. um, and he gives this speech that is. I mean, I, I said I used the word scathing before, and like I, I this isn't scathing exactly, but is basically saying like that. Like suicide is a real, very very real thing in our community, and not just among like you know people that have lived life for a while and want to end it, but about but about kids. And he talks about his fourteen uh, year old brother who shot himself between the eyes with his with with his own gun, um, and then talks about how essentially. The pe- where it starts is the is people at these conferences and and you can make a choice about whether or not you want to um, whether or not you want to have these conferences be about the money that you raise and the salaries that you keep because you're able to raise that money or it can be about doing the fucking job yeah. and if you're not willing to do the job then you need to get the fuck out of the way so that other people can actually get into the space to do it to do it instead um, it is 
damning and it is amazing it is it is the best thing i read in this book you know what one of my favorite parts about that chapter or that portion of it as well i actually talked about it like me at like 8 a.m like talking to (laughs) natalie and tim like hey guys do you want to talk about like a really heavy fucking book at 8 a.m like (laughs) about about suicide prevention grab grab your coffee and sit down um i uh, that was a section where he's talking about uh like our kids are jumping out of windows and instead of us figuring out why they're jumping out of windows, we're boarding up the windows. Yep. Yep. We're yep. creating bigger nets to catch them. Yep. We're putting out the fires that they're setting themselves on. Yep. It, it, but we're not fixing, we're not helping the child. We're just... The root causes, the structural causes as well, yes. of, of, why they, of why they feel this way in the first place. And it was just, it, that was another really eye-opening moment for me. It's like I, a way that I had not thought about it. And coming from like myself, who I've never really had I've never really dealt with those thoughts or been in those places before and mm-hmm. uh, I've I personally like I've seen it ha- like I've seen it happen and been a part of those tragedies but I haven't ever felt that way yep. but the idea of instead of like dealing with instead of dealing with the person you're boarding up the windows and so, like yep. you're getting you're trying to get rid of the means of suicide instead of yep. trying to prevent it from even being an option. Yeah, there's there's something he taught. I mean, I I I'm, I don't want to go through and read the whole thing because it's about it's it's about like say two full pages long. Mm-hmm. Um, but which is why I didn't want to make it into like a favorite quote exactly. It's more of a I guess a moment thing. And again, favorite is you know a little determined as far as that goes. But um, he makes the point about in the speech he makes the point about the um, the difference between keeping someone from doing the thing that is going to give them release finally from all of the pain that they have been in when what you should instead be doing is trying to not have them incur this pain in the first place if they have incurred all this pain and you're keeping them from suicide yeah then it like it's i'm not saying it's not a, a reasonable um step to try to take to make sure that that the, that the final thing the un the un the, the unundoable thing doesn't happen mm-hmm. isn't a good thing but the idea that like you are like that you are ignoring all the things that made them feel that way in the first place and you are instead dealing with them when they are in pain and 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 not giving them any way out of that pain is is, is especially heartbreaking question yes did you cry at the end of this book I did not, but the main reason for that is I think I was trying to figure out exactly what... Oh, first of all, I was in the gym. Um, second of oh my all, god, I, terrible. I what well, are you what, doing? Well, I, I, had some, I had some time earmarked that I had to make sure I, was, I finished the book and then that was a place for it, but... Um, I, Jesus Christ! I did. I, I, I did it a lot of in, in some of the in some of the um, the the sequences of that section. But I was more trying to figure out exactly what the author was saying with it more than anything else because oh. um, the. The, the the powwow the big event at the end yeah. of this book um spoilers ahead of, if you are yeah, if you, spoilers. If, you, if you want if you want this uh, to to remain um un like you know uh, unknown for you then you know tune out now or skip ahead a little bit or whatever you want to say um the there's a shooting at the powwow and so not just one person because I spent part of the book being like oh man I wonder what the tragedy is going to be here like who's gonna Did get you? shot 
Uh, yeah, because because you know, like as you said in the interlude, it already kind of like you know hinted very very heavily. As soon as three D printing guns came up, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I knew. I, well, I knew there was going to be. I, I knew it was going to. I knew there was going to be a shooting. I knew something was going to yeah. happen. So I was thinking, like, okay, who's going to get shot? What's going to be the like the like the mm. the showpiece uh, like moral event at the at the end of this? But it's not that. Multiple people get shot. I, Several different people get shot. It is like not most a, people it, get shot. <laughs> it is. It is not like because like, I, th- I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be Orville, and I wasn't wrong, but I also wasn't right because yeah. there because there was um because it was uh, Bill, it was um, Dene, it was um, Edwin, it was like it it, it there were, uh, multiple people, multiple characters yeah. in the story, not just like tertiary characters, but also like you know main parts of the story that that mm. that, that happened to, and I. I wasn't sure exactly with with the seeming randomness of it. I wasn't sure the point the author wanted to make, and that was what kept me from like having it hit me super hard. I have the exact like this is my favorite part. Actually, this is my favorite moment that I wanted to bring up, and it is after Orville is shot and he's being taken out by. Jackie. Jackie runs down into the. Or, no, yeah, Jackie does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like goes towards out, yeah. goes towards the gunshots. Yeah, because Opal meets Luther and uh, Lonnie outside, and they're not sure where he is still. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And then so it's uh it's on two eighty, uh-huh. and someone she hears herself cry out as she comes through the entrance, then sees them there just outside the entrance, Luther and Loney. Where is Opal? She says to them. Loney is crying. He points out towards the parking lot. Jackie looks down at Orville. Her arms are shaking. Luther comes over and puts his arms around Jackie, looks down at his brother. He's white, Luther says. Oh, uh, okay. That right. is the whole fucking point. Okay. Because you, okay. So. Oh, I have, still have chills again. And like, that is the fucking running huge motif. Mm-hmm. throughout this entire book is like this whiteness associated with objects like the gun the 3d printed gun yep, is white yep. this whiteness that has been associated with like other things throughout the book and then that like when um when blue sees her mom she turns white as a ghost yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah. notices it. Like the word white shows up so much in this novel, but not necessarily pointing towards like white people. I mean, that definitely comes up as well. Uh, the, that, that, I think that allusions there with this, with destruction and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But that moment where he looks down at his brother and he goes, he's white. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was, I was crying. That was like yeah. the moment to me. And I think that the, I loved that the writing style of that last quarter was so fucking chaotic. It was so fran- fran- frantic, frenetic, however you want to say it. Yeah, absolutely. Just absolutely chaotic. And, I mean, the last, last chapter, who I believe is Tony, and yep. him talking about oh, the or moment where he's talking about Optimus or... Prime. <laughs> yeah. I, like, loved that. But it was when... Um, was it Tony who was talking about, oh yeah, Tony means to sink through anything that gets in his way. He's making a sound, it starts in his stomach, then comes out through his nose and mouth, a roar and rumble of blood. It's just like so intense. And then there was that moment where 
they're talking about like being in the middle of the middle, like finding yeah. like oh the sink- state. The yes, is what he talks about. Yeah, like sinking in. Like he's not floating up; he's going down. Like he's yeah. sinking into the middle. Like he's into embedding the middle of it. Himself. Yeah, um, just so fucking visceral and yeah. big, and just the ending of this book. I think is one of the. We've read some like pretty heavy books in the, over the yeah. past like couple of months, but the ending of this book just like hit. For me, and that's, like that, that, that's so cool. many different levels, yeah. um, and made me and like we talked about this in pre pro, but like it made me not like nervous to talk about it. But I was like, this is gonna be a really fucking big book to tackle, and oh, this yeah. is gonna be a lot of like information. And that's why, like, this is actually I'm not gonna lie, probably the first book where I'm excited to look up articles about why yeah. choices were made yeah, and. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that, and to reread it again. I've reread a couple of our books that we've that we've done, um, but rereading this from like an analytical perspective. Yeah, well, not ex- having to, not having to cast about so much to try to match timelines or figure out where it's going or what the characters are like or whatnot, but actually like digging into it, um, freeing, having being freed of all of those other uh, aspects of it. Yeah. yeah, this book was so fucking good. It was. This might be top. This might be, this might be up there for twenty twenty one for me. That's interesting. I think we should probably uh, we should probably do an end of year episode. Uh, Duh. So far that goes right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think That's I think what we do. <laughs> I I think that this is. This is one of those books that, like, I I feel like that by by saying that, like, like that it, it can occasionally scare people off by saying like, oh my god, it's so it, it, it's, it's so dramatic, it's so heavy, it's so etc. Um, it is, but it's it's not doing it for it, it's not just making you feel bad, or it's not just no. like, like, it, it, like it it does at times, but but the, but there's a lot more to it than than, than simply that, and I think that like. I think I will. I guess I would want to give the, across the message if you if you are some for some reason listening to this and you haven't read it yet. Um, like I, it's it's so it's very 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 worth your it's time so to get through. It's so fucking good. Go get it. Go get yeah. the fucking book. I mean, I I don't even know what to say that. I think it's fair get, enough. Just get just get just get the 